Hello and welcome to Flux Deposed. What is this beautiful voice that is gracing your ears right now? Uh, yes, this is Lucas doing the intro because why not? Uh, with me, as always, my co-pilot in life and other endeavors is uh, Jason Lacey. Yes, it's me. <laughs> yes, that's me. I don't remember. Oh, what was that from? I don't remember what that, that was. That was from. a clip they played on Freebeer and Hot oh, Wings. Yeah. The, uh, oh, it was the guy. The Let's buy the Yankees or something that, like that. It was that yeah. guy who wanted to the buy Cubs. the baseball the guy wanted to buy the Cubs. Cubs. Yep. Yep. By the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, they're all the same, right? Yeah. Sports ball. Yeah, pretty much. Sports ball. That's my favorite sport. And ball. Um. Yeah. Uh. Today is Monday, the twenty second of February. Winter has abided uh, for, for the weekend, Momentarily. basically. Yes, it it wants to confuse us with its strange and fantastical... Well, let's face it, it's, it's Michigan weather. Well, we have, a winter, we have a winter right storm now. watch on Wednesday if it makes you feel better. Yes, I heard that, and that means I'm not going to be going to any stores nearby <laughs> um, because they will be packed with uh, survivalists who yes. think the end times are coming. Uh, you know, our show is a bit freeform, as we have spoken about in the past, but, uh, you know, we're playing your favorite hits. We got the What You Playin's, we got your OC remixes. Uh, this episode is the debut of Netflixation coming back in action, the so sequel. that'll be most of the show. Yes, in a world. Netflixation strikes back. With a vengeance. Rah! Exactly. <laughs> but, um, you know... We got some uh, story time. Story time to, to, on the to, to talk about. Yeah, that's right. The, this is kind of the catch-all segment. Mm. I feel like of our lives. Yeah, uh, where we just we lay it down. The mundane, we go heart to heart. The mundaneness, we, but sometimes exciting. Yeah. Exactly. So, Jason, tell me about your week, please. Uh yeah. This, if you would, uh, you know, nothing, nothing too out of the ordinary. A lot of. Uh, Chillaxing, just doing whatever. You know, nothing. <laughs> I, you know, nothing big. We bought, we bought freezers. We both bought tandem chest That's freezers true. for our homes. Yeah. So doing the domestic lifestyle. Um, you know, this and that. I did. Uh, yep. I, I something I forgot to talk about on the show last week that I think it's kind of cool for uh, uh, our listeners to check out because I, I really liked them. A uh, friend of the show and uh, our webmaster. Jared Navarre did uh, suggested this to me because I I've had I've talked about earbuds before. The only pair I've had that have lasted have been my Apple earbuds, but I've had a couple from Tweaked Audio, and eventually, always the I get some sort of short in the wire, and then my left earbud goes out constantly. And you know they have a lifetime. <laughs> I love their product. Don't get me wrong, but and they offer a uh, lifetime warranty on. Uh, on that product, so it always, you know, if something is wrong, they'll send you a replacement. So, which I, mm-hmm. which I've done, but you know, finally, I was like, you know what, enough's enough. I mean, it's great that they replaced the product, but I want to try something new. And Jared suggested these. They're, um, they come across like a variety. If you go on Amazon and search like Bluetooth earbuds, you're gonna have like I think I'm sure it's just some Chinese reseller that has a variety of them, but they're like seventy dollars on sale for seventeen. And Ooh. they come across like when they connect their Bluetooth, so they're wireless, which I love. So when they c- connect to my phone, they come across as like ear candy. I can't remember the exact uh, 
the brand because they are upstairs. Um, but they're really nice. You know, they fit similar to like the the earbuds I had before, which they have like the little rubber um, cap that goes the part that actually goes inside your earlobe and uh, mm-hmm. or excuse me, your eardrum, I should say, or your space, whatever. <laughs> and uh, just sits comfortably in there. And then yeah, they're Bluetooth connected to the phone. There's just a cable that that connects the two earpieces um, together. And that just flows behind your head. So really comfortable. They probably get like, I think I can get like six hours out of constant use out of them and they charge really quickly. Um, I use them at work. I'm using them when I walk the dog. It's, it's awesome just being able to not worry about a cable and I can just stick my phone in my pocket. It's perfect. So if you're looking for a nice solution, I mean, this is a really. Oh, I found them. Okay. What was the, what's the brand does it say on there? It is eCandy, E-Candy. all one word, BBZ002. Wireless Bluetooth, Bluetooth noise canceling headphones with microphone yep. for Android phones and blah blah. blah. The the microphone isn't that great, but I mean for seventeen bucks, I mean what can you expect? So if you're looking for a cheap solution, this could be it. Uh, for podcasts, the sound quality was great. Um, music, I mean, it, I haven't listened to a whole lot of music with them yet, but I mean for an earbud experience, I'm not really expecting a whole lot anyway. So if I want mm-hmm. decent music, you know, I'd put my my. Uh, my Sennheiser's on or something, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, something more, uh, yeah, expensive. Yeah, so <laughs> check them out if you're looking for uh, a music solution now, like that. I have a, I have a question. Yeah. Do they, do they, because one thing I would worry about, I guess, with wireless especially is, do they actually, like, sit in your ears and stay there? Because um, these you know, ones don't have a clip. Really, or no. that keeps them in your It's ear. supposedly like the, the the friction and like the suction that they create just helps seals them in there. And I mean, eventually they're gonna slide a little bit, but I've never had an issue. I mean, just like my old okay. my old pair. I hate those new Apple headphones that come with the iPods because they're they're very comfortable because they're they're not like the round earbuds like the old ones. They're the shaped cones almost that go in your ear. But good lord, if you are like sweating or anything, or I don't know if it, if the wind blows just right, I feel like they just slide out of your ears so quickly. Cause I'll take them when I'm going shopping or something. Cause they're the most discreet pair of headphones yeah. I have really. That's still let sound in. Yeah. And they, I have to keep pushing them back into my mm. ears. I, lo- so. I love them uh, when I had an Apple phone. I mean, an iPhone because I could actually, you know, the microphone was great. And I love that. And this, yeah. the, this newer version that are more, you know, like fitting into your ear cavity, <laughs> for lack mm-hmm. of a better phrase, are much more comfortable than the <laughs> old ones. They're just like that round half circle thing. I hate it. So, those. you know, what it is. And, you know, check them yeah. out. I, but that's your, that's your Amazon review. Yeah, I would give them a, a buy. I mean, for 17 bucks. <laughs> I mean, if they break, you can replace them. So, for me, I'm getting. I'm getting. My, I'd say I've already got my money's worth, and I've only had them for like a week and a half. They can't be any worse than some crap you'd buy at the dollar store. Or something, so. <laughs> right. My only complaint is I like can't connect them to like my 3ds or something. But I wonder if I use like a a Bluetooth Ooh. dongle like that I use to play my phone oh, in my yeah. car that probably worked. But that just seems a little complicated to try to to do all that. Well, especially if you're using a device that you're inherently holding close to your face. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Uh, well, cool. Yeah, I've always, I've been looking for a pair, and I just kind of gave up because it's kind of like uh, uh, I was looking for a Bluetooth speaker because I wanted oh, yeah, one yeah. for, um, you know, sometimes you want to listen to music, but you don't want to have to turn it up to 3,000 in the other room just to be able to hear it. You know, it's 
shattering the windows in the living room, but you're in the kitchen and can barely hear it. And there's just so many options. It's the same thing with headphones. Like there's all these brands I've never heard of. And most of them, you know, you worry, are they just going to be crappy or whatever? So thank God there's a good rating system in place. But, um, yeah, it, it, it reminded me of that. Cause you're just kind of like, at least you knew somebody who could, who said, yeah, I have a pair and I haven't had any issues with them. So yeah. Interesting. Absolutely. I might end up picking up a, picking up a pair. You might've sold me on them. Oh, there you go. I mean, it's worth checking out for the price tag. Lucas, you had broken your glasses. Yes. Is, is yes, there, yes. has there been a remedy? There has a very scary and um, worrisome remedy. I would say it's something I haven't done. I think we talked about it last, or at least I had said that I had been thinking about ordering them or I did order them. So I, I broke my eyeglasses and I wanted a cheap fix. I didn't really want to have to go to the optometrist again and pay that. Uh, so, you know, there's all these online options that you can go through and a lot of them are cheap and, um, that's kind of, that was right in my wheelhouse. So I was like, all right, let's look through these. And then you find out there's like a ton of options. Then you start worrying. Is it like you have to put in your prescription? Is it going to be right? Am I going to get it? And I'm going to get headaches whenever I wear them. But I, I, they came, uh, they said they were going to ship or come to my house on Monday and they actually got there on Saturday, which was kind of nice. Cause I was really wanting to get them as soon as possible. Well, there's, there's very few things that are more embarrassing than walking around with broken glasses. Cause you just, <laughs> it makes you feel like you just don't have your life together. You look like that like stereotypical um, nerd from everything yeah, back in the day. Exactly. At least I didn't have tape on them. <clears throat> Plus nobody can stand to look at me long enough to notice that my glasses are broken. But anyway, so you know, I did the whole, you know, which which pair am I going to get and all this other stuff. And I finally picked them out and I ordered them and then I waited. So they they went through a couple of different uh, processes before they actually got them right because they check them at the end and go, nope, that's that's not to spec or whatever. So they have to redo it all or or whatever. But they finally made it to me and uh, I put them on. And the first thing I noticed was, holy, oh. Either my glasses before were really crooked or these are crooked. So mm. I had to do a little bit of adjusting. I kind of feel like they may have gotten um, slightly bent in the mail, possibly. They came in a nice uh, hard case and everything. So I don't know what would have happened, but they they took a little bit of adjusting. And since they're plastic frames, you can only do so much before you're like, am I going to break this? But um you know, the, the style is a little bit different. They're a lot uh, shorter and much more wide. And once I got used to that, um, they're, it's, it's a great deal for under $60. I think I paid like $58 for uh, new frames, new lenses, and uh, they work out fine. Uh, it's actually kind of nice because my other lenses were scratched anyway, regardless of the frame being broken. So now I have a pair that actually you know, is clear to see through. I will say that I wore them for one day and I only used the cloth that it came with to clean them with. And I already have a very slight scratch on the lens. So that kind of bummed me out. It's nothing like major. I can only see it if I'm looking at something really bright and I'm focusing on it because it, you know, picks up the light and kind of bends it or whatever. Mm -hmm. But overall, I have to say that it was a pretty positive experience, actually. I went with $39 glasses, and uh, they got my glasses to me within a week and a half, basically. And 
uh, I, for what I paid, I can't really complain. So, um, my, my biggest worry was that they might be too big for my face or something, but they ended up being pretty, uh, pretty spot on. So I would do it again. I'm, I'm probably going to get some prescription sunglasses through the same company, uh, when I have some extra money in, in the old pocket. But yeah, uh, I actually was thinking about possibly making a, a, a walkthrough video of what I did because there's some things that there's some real uncertainty there that if you don't know what you're doing, you would you, it might draw you away. But uh, I can, if anybody's interested, I can tell you what sites I use to find the measurements and everything. And uh, it must have been pretty close because, yeah, I don't notice. They're a little bit different, but I mean, for what I paid it's perfect. It, it fit all my criteria. So yeah. Uh, something uh, yet again, something I'd never done before, but it, it turned out to be a a decent gamble. So I'll take it. There you go, man. If you're just tuning in, we are not a consumer reports podcast. This is, (laughs) this is, this is still flex to post. (laughs) Do we want to talk about the freezers we bought? Oh gosh. Uh, Well, they got a good reviews on the website, right? Yeah, exactly. That's the only reason why I bought them. Uh, reviews are everything. But yeah. uh, what about your review of your 21-day uh, cleanser? This is the moment I have been waiting for. Do you feel cleansed? Right now, listen with me. I wondered. This is oh. a beer cracking open with my shitty bottle oh. opener. Oh, it smells good already. It's so, beautiful. Yes, my 21-day cleanse is over. I have have not had caffeine for 21 days. I have not had any alcohol for 21 days. Uh, I stuck to the diet. I think the worst I ever ate was when you came over to that tasting and I might've had those couple of pieces of bread and like that one strawberry thing that Jess made. Um, <laughs> I mean, other than that, those were good though. Other than that, I, we stuck right to it pretty much to a T. So, um, yeah, it's nice. all, it's all done. Um, now you might say, okay, so what now? Uh, the plan is now I'm going to try to continue pretty much with the same diet. Uh, I'm going to continue not to have caffeine. I might have like an occasional coffee on the weekend, but, uh, mm-hmm. not have caffeine. And I, I plan to just, um, you know, I was never like a heavy drinker by, by any means, but I'd have, you know, every once in a while I'd have, you know, at least one beer, one or two nights in a row, no more than two, except mm-hmm. on like a Friday or Saturday. But, you know, every once in a while I'd be like, especially when I had homebrew, I'd be like, Oh, one, I you know, it was steady. It was steady. So I'm going to try to keep that, you know, like, for instance, like Denny on Tap the Craft had made a you know, New Year's resolution. He was going to you know mm-hmm. cut down his intake a bit, which is giving John time to catch him an untapped. That's that's the whole plan here. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's kind of the same thing. I'm going to you know lower the intake and keep that on that track. Uh, but yeah, you know, clean eating. I'm going to keep having like a shake or a, a shake slash a smoothie for breakfast in the mornings. Um, no, nice. no dairy, no, probably no breads of any type. Uh, no, you know, just kind of keep the path I'm going. Um, try to keep it up. I mean, I'd say throughout the cleanse, I think I probably lost like 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. And then from the start of the year, when I, did, you know, first made a change in diet, I lost some weight too. So I'm down. Last time I weighed in, I was like 167 ish. So I've almost lost 20 pounds since I, you know, looked in the mirror and said, this sucks, <laughs> you know. That's so. that's awesome since the start of the year. Yeah, I mean, that's thank you. Two, basically two full months, that's about it. Yeah. So Yeah, so so now the big, good. The big thing is going to be uh, maintaining. maintaining, you know, and, you know, <laughs> I don't want to fall into the same pitfalls, but, 
you know, for me, I've always had the exercise portion going, but never had the diet. So now I feel like I you know I'm eating more of the right things. So now I can reincorporate, you know, exercise into my routine, and I should see you know twice the benefit. I'm looking forward to warm weather where uh, you know, be able to run with the, with Asher and you know bike and just walk, hike, you know, things that I normally do. But all shirtless, you know. <laughs> yeah. obviously. And uh, you know, I gosh, uh, that first cough, coffee was really good. <laughs> But it was, de- bet, it was decaf, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's. It- Could you see switching to decaf for the sake of drinking it more? Um, yeah, I mean, we just or like just, having a little bit around the house. Yeah, Jess was always a, was drinking decaf anyway. So, and I might I might just switch to primarily more of a tea drinker, maybe anyway, to try to mm-hmm, you know satisfy mm-hmm. that that uh, that want that need. Warm beverage. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it is what it is. But, uh, you know, I feel, I feel good about it. It's not like I'm still always going to probably have, you know, negative body image guy and be like, well, I don't look any different, but you know, I'm sure I do. I feel better. And that's the thing. I'm not, I'm not too much concerned about the weight loss, but I, you know, I physically, I just feel better about myself. And, uh, uh yeah, the, well, I, I noticed when, like, I haven't really been eating a, a ton of, uh, what are called simple carbs, like from bread products and stuff. I still get them from. Uh, like sweet potatoes or something like that, any any starchy food. But if you're staying away from those simple carbs, I one thing I noticed was a lot less bloating for me. I know that's like gross or whatever, but it's true. Like the one thing that I noticed more than anything when I – because I'm not doing anything cre- uh, like you are, but uh, I just was like if I could at least do moderation, you know, and it's amazing how much better you feel when you're right. every meal. You're not just stuffing yourself to the gills and going, "I hate my life." So, and now, did you take a picture or anything like that at the beginning? You no, know, I've got a one that was during um, the closest one I have is one of Jessica and myself from when uh, our family we had to get together uh, the Sunday after Christmas, and we did take mm-hmm. my measure. Okay, we did take measurements at the start. I just haven't. Uh, can I get those? <laughs> I haven't uh, done my ending measurements to compare those yet. Um, but more importantly, let's get back to the matter here. Yeah. I had opened a beer, yes. and that is the Blueberry yes. Maple Stout from Saga Tuck Brewing. I hate you. Which I was in love with during episode 100 that only a few of you may know about. So I knew I wanted Secret to make beer. this my, my beer of choice again. And oddly enough, uh, you know, I, p- I picked this up on Saturday, and I really mm-hmm. wanted to drink it that night. And I'm really proud that I did not. And also, <laughs> um, Friday night, we went out with uh, a co-worker of Jess's. And actually, her son works with me. We went to a brewery in Grand Haven called the Grand Armory Grand Armory Brewing Company, which I, I had been to one other time, I think I mentioned on the show. Um, there's yeah, this, I uh, think you talked about it. This really cool band playing there called, um, oh gosh, it's, uh, I can't even remember the name now, but it's pretty cool. It's a three-piece. They play mostly like covers of... Um, uh, what's what would I say like uh, the fifties era? Was that Buddy Holly? Was that in, like in the fifties? Big Bopper? Uh, yeah, like doo wop. Yeah, they play or, uh... they play kind of covers like that. Um, she plays a stand up bass and sings, and they're a slightly mm, rearranged, maybe a little bit, but I mean they just put on a really entertaining, really good show. Kind of kind of rockabilly a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. I'll have to I'll have to look it up. I, I I'm not going to waste time on the air to look up the, the their name, which is disappointing. That I can't remember, but it was really cool, cool show. But I thought for sure being at a brewery, I'd be like, you know, when did I'm, you go? Friday, the nineteenth. Yeah, 
uh, Delilah, DeWild, and The Lost Boys. There it is. Thank you, sir. So I, they play. Uh, I got you. Play, I know I've, I've seen them play in like in Rock at Rockford. I haven't seen them, but I mean I've seen them play at Rockford Brewing Company. A lot, a lot around our area here. I don't know um, if they're local to Michigan or if they play this region, but definitely if you're a, a local listener, you should check them out because it was uh, it's a pretty sweet show. So, uh, but back to the blueberry maple stout. Cool. God, this thing we drank this on episode 100. We did. We tried to do a uh, battle of the beer tasting on there. We were kind of a little already a little too buzzed. <laughs> to begin with, and man, it was, I fell in love with this thing, because it, it, it was like drinking, as horrible as it sounds, drinking blueberry pancakes, that's the best of how I can describe it. Yeah. It, you know. I, I remember saying that it smelled like a Denny's. It, it's, it smells and tastes like when you walk into Denny's, and it's like that warm, syrupy smell, and you're just like, I need like five stacks of pancakes. Oh my gosh, right it's now. still amazing. Oh, it's so good. I hate you. It is so jelly. so good. I might plan is to drink the slow and enjoy it, and then I don't know when I'll have and a beer it's next. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm an animal, and then I have to leave the show to go get uh, get more beer. That's right. Yeah, uh, you know, I haven't. Weirdly enough, I, I didn't really plan it this way, but I ended up not drinking any beer. Like, yeah, you kind of went the same like route. I said, I'm all or nothing. Like when it when I get. Cause you're kind of talking about momentum. You're saying like you get started off on the right foot and then you try to keep that momentum going. Yeah, absolutely. I'm kind of the same way. It, like I just randomly stopped drinking diet Coke cause it was affecting my, my taste. That's how much I was drinking it with all that aspartame. I haven't drank any pop and I haven't drank any beer. And now I'm thinking like, cause the, the struggle for me is, is to just do it in moderation mm-hmm. because to just completely wipe it out is, is not who I am. I still want to drink beer, but I shouldn't buy a six pack, drink one tomorrow night at man night and then be like, Oh, I got five beers to drink tonight. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's bad. So, uh, you know, I don't know when I'm going to, I'm jealous right now of you, but I, I think <laughs> I, maybe I'll, maybe I'll buy like one or two for tomorrow, but I know it's going to be a short. Well, I mean, the, the thing is too, you know, you know, Michael doesn't always drink and I'm, I'm probably not going to be so, well, you kind of need to though, because Michael's there. But so. just kidding. I don't think he listens anymore, anyway. So, oh. or I, he's I, really I don't know why behind. anyone wouldn't want to stop listening to this fine quality podcast. I know. We right? try to hit. Especially, we try to hit all the high notes. Yeah, we are literally in every every demographic. We got the fitness. We got the uh, geekery. Yeah. We got brewing. We got everything. What one last thing I would do want to say about the the twenty one day purification? What I have noticed now. Um, it's like I enjoy like fruit more. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't know. It, it, they taste sweeter, and maybe I'm just getting better produce somehow. But like, instead of like having a, something sweet for dessert, you know, Justin and I will like share a mango, which is you get a ripe mango. Oh my gosh, it's so good! And then like just blueberries, even I, I bring those as a snack a lot too. And I just I don't know if you know my body is just you know, craving things like that more, or it's just, you know, a placebo effect or Acclimated. something. But either way, you know, if, you, uh, if you're if you interested in trying something like this yourself, um, I did, it's called the Standard Process 21-Day Purification. Um, I mean, it's a little pricey for a kit. Luckily, we we got them at cost, so we saved half on each, which is nice. So it, it's definitely, if it's if you're looking to kickstart your your body into something else. Your I, heart? I, I guess, yes. 
this is how you do it. I mean, this, there's other options out there, and I definitely suggest that you know you don't just do, go cold turkey into this. You do want to slowly make changes to your diet ahead of time. But like you know, I've talked with you. There's there's a lot of small changes you can make now that'll make a a big impact on yourself. So yeah, that's um, true. Here's to being a better person and a better you in 2016. There you go. As, yeah. And same to you and everybody out there. If you're, you know, just, just go for it. <laughs> just you know? go for like that, it. What was that? A ski, was that that stupid skiing? I think that was a uh, flash game. Yeah. Or whatever down something Alpine skiing. A domestic Alpine. <laughs> something <laughs> Alpine skiing. Pine skiing. Who knows? Yeah. New grounds. The days new of new grounds. grounds. Oh, Lucas. Tell me yeah. now. Tell me mm-hmm. now what you playing. Yeah. Ooh. Snake. Snake. That's my Colonel Campbell. That was beautiful. <laughs> oh, God. Are we ever going to get away from Dude, that? I, lo- I don't think I, so. I love it. I don't want salad. to. Uh, I do, too. I wish I had the Twin Snakes the remake on GameCube because that would be cool. But yes. this, is not, yes, Bob, this is not my time. It's your time. Yeah, tell yeah. Me. Should... Tell, me, tell me about is the it... games and the things. It's my time to shine. Don't steal my spotlight. Yeah, dude. Games. Actually, I have a few things to add in here, but uh, we'll start with the games because that's what everyone's here for, right? That's, uh, that's why they more, came. Yes. <laughs> uh, never mind. Bad joke. Uh, Tales from the Borderlands. More of yes. that. It's yeah. a five-episode uh, um, arc, if you will. Arch. Arc. Whatever. Uh five episodes i am on the last one i haven't started it yet but i've i've completed the four and um i texted you because a thing happened and it made me sad and that's all i'm gonna say you did i uh i really i really like this series i i agree with all of the um the reviews i will say that episode two felt a little bit short it wasn't so much that it was boring or anything it just i don't know the first episode took me i think two playthroughs and then that one was i felt like it was one playthrough and it was it felt really short uh the rest of them were about what i expected and um it's just interesting you get to hear more about uh well you get to interact more with handsome jack and just all sorts of stuff it's it's fun it's got uh great voice acting because of course uh what's his name who does every character ever not nolan north but the other guy um he does like every care. He does Drake and Drake. Oh, uh, un- I know you're Uncharted. talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he does the main character, and then it's every time I hear her voice, uh, it's Jaina Proudmore uh, from oh, World gosh. of Warcraft. Okay, it's yeah. that lady. She was in Saints Row Four. She did the voice for the female character. Oh, okay. I think three and four. So like you, you're really getting a good voice acting team there and so i don't know it's just a lot of joking around it's a lot of fun um a lot of the humor comes off really well and uh i've just been enjoying it so again like i said in the last episode i the story is the reason why you play these games uh again it's 80 percent cinematics 20 percent actual game but uh i don't care it's it's all story based and it's telltale and i'm liking it and i We'll probably end up playing another Telltale game after this. And then, of course, Batman's coming out soon, too, with uh, Telltale. Oh, so. I'm pissed, though, because I really want them to do Wolf Among Us uh, season you know, two. I, yeah, I, I love Telltale. I loved them since you know I knew they were picking up 
uh, the Sam and Max property. I like their Tales uh, Tales from Monkey Island. I think is their mm-hmm. their adventure game. Um, Puzzle Quest. That's one of theirs. I, I like. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. I, I've always you know made a point to play theirs, and I you know I loved the first one season of Walking Dead. I would probably have Walking Dead season two complete right now if I. Like was an active 360 user. <laughs> so, yeah, I was gonna say you had it on the 360. Yeah, but I, I yeah, I'd love to. I I want to play Game of Thrones at some point. Tales from the Borderlands, Wolf Among Us. You know, probably just comes to a point where there's a sweet sale and you can get them all dirt cheap, and then I then I will. But that's what I. Did. I'm glad you enjoyed <laughs> um, Tales from the Borderlands because I've I've always been a fan of Borderlands. I still like, even though I you know like this. I never played the pre sequel or um I I always loved one and two. So I'm looking forward. I'm glad you liked it. Well, the big draw for me is the the amount of time it takes to complete an episode. It's just like reading a chapter in a book. It's nice to have that end point where you're like, okay, I can stop here and I know that they're going to refresh me on what's been happening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I come back to it in three days or three weeks, I can catch up with it whenever I want. But I'm not – I'm actually accomplishing things. So, yeah, really enjoying that one. And then um, I just – I had a – Oh, you know, to play this game randomly. I had to look it up. Yeah. Uh, Nor- Nolan North does do the Nathan Drake. <laughs> Nathan Drake. Oh, maybe it's um. There's an ah, God. There's another guy though. Well, I'll look I it up remember. so we don't sound like complete yeah, douches while you tell us about the next game. Please. Uh, so I had a I had an itch to play this game, and I started it a little while ago, and then kind of dropped it for a little while. Metro Last Light. That's oh. the second one. I'm not playing the Redux or the Redux. What was the whatever. one that you guys played uh, on Gamer Catch-Up? That's uh, 2033. That's the first one. It is sequential. It uh, This is the sequel okay. to okay. the first one. Um, You know, I played it when I had my older video card, and it looked pretty good, but I'm able to max everything out now, and Jesus, holy crap, the lighting effects are great. It brought a whole new level to this game. Um, the reason why I stopped playing it is I was in this part where you have to kind of sneak around and get out of this facility. If you know anything about the game, um, it's based in Russia. Uh, everybody lives underground in the subway systems in the Metro. That's why it's called Metro, uh, because of nuclear war up top. And, uh, you can go outside for a little while, but you need a gas mask and there's radiation and there's all sorts of creatures and stuff out out um above and below ground mm-hmm. um it's a little i wouldn't say it's as closed as uh wolfenstein a new order or anything like that but it's pretty close the environments are fairly large but you're pretty much on a set path and when you kind of get in that groove and you have to start sneaking around and stuff like that i was there was a the the one issue I've had with the game is there's parts where you don't know where the hell you're supposed to go. You know that there's one door that you came through and somewhere at the other end, there's another door that you have to get to, to get to the next part of the level. But there's something about the way that this game has been like the levels have been made that it makes it difficult to figure out where the hell you were supposed to go. Like one of the parts, like it doesn't update and point you and say, Hey, walk through here. It just gives you a basic, like, I'm stuck in this area and I need to find an exit. So I'm looking for a door, and it turns out I was supposed to stop a fan from running and then crawl through the fan, which I didn't know. So eventually I'm just, you know, running around everywhere, and finally he, like, a cutscene popped in, and he crawled through and played an animation. So I was like, oh, thank God, I can finally continue 
and continue moving in the story. And that's why I ended up playing it. Um, cause I finally got through that part. And so, uh, yeah, but like after I got through that and got unstuck, it was fun again. And I've really liked this series because it's kind of a weird mix between if you want to go run and gun style, you can, or if you want to be stealthy and just sneak around, you can do that most of the time too. So, uh, it's a really neat world. Uh, there's some books it's based off from, um, some novels, of the same name. So it's, it's just kind of a cool, uh, horror esque game without being like jump scares every five seconds or anything (laughs) like that. So look into getting back in, getting back into that and playing more of it. Um, and then I told you, I I've had this, I've been playing this damn game for so long. Darksiders. I finally beat it. That's all I'm going to say about it. I finally freaking beat it. I, I didn't like the puzzles. They kept um, kind of like with Metro Last Light. When you get stuck with a puzzle, you're not sure what the hell you're supposed to do. With this game, I ended up just using a walkthrough. I said, you know what? I'm tired of standing here trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do. And I liked I liked the game, actually. It's just those puzzles really broke down the, the otherwise solid God of War type combat. It's sort of like God of War and Zelda had a baby. <laughs> so the story is what it is. It's a little too seriously delivered for my taste, but um, I'm just glad that I beat it because that's been sitting on my hard drive forever. And now it can go bye-bye. And uh, I'm not going to talk about this next one because we played it together. Yeah. Uh, we'll- so I'll let you talk about that. Okay. Um, And then still reading The Man in the High Castle. Uh, I'm enjoying it. I, it's, I have a little bit of a peeve with the length of the chapters. I find it them to be a little bit longer than I would like. So it's harder for me to sit down because I'm kind of a chapter to chapter person. So it's harder for me to get through a chapter. I have to find a place to stop otherwise, and then re- try to remember where, where I left off at, but I'm really enjoying it. And the funny thing is, is when you hear what it's about and then you hear the title, the man in the high castle, you have kind of a, I, I thought it was going to be about some Nazi guy who's like up in some high castle who everybody hates or whatever. And it's not really about that at all. Uh, it's about a guy who writes a book and he, because of the nature of the book, it's uh, kind of banned or it's supposed to be banned anyway. And he's kind of hold himself up in what he calls the high castle. And so that's really all I know about the reason why it's called what it is, but it, I don't know. There's a couple of different characters. You get an interesting perspective on what could have happened if we had lost the world war. And, uh, I I just enjoy it for that aspect really alone. And it's kept me pushing through. Um, and then (laughs) finally, finally, this is a little bit of a confession because I haven't talked about it in a couple of, a couple of weeks since I've started, but, uh, I do have to confess that, Danette and I have been watching the final season of American Idol. (laughs) Oh, Ryan Seacrest got to you, huh? He did. He did. And, you know, I can't say that I necessarily appreciate the, uh, in the past when it kind of became sort of a circus, or at least it felt that way. But I will say with this season, they've, it seems like they've taken it a lot more seriously. And, with the new judges, well, they're probably not even new, but new to me because I haven't watched them right. like six years. And even then it was just 
I don't know. I don't even know. Uh, I never really liked it, but it's something we can watch together. Uh, It's got J-Lo, Keith Urban, and something Conway. Conway. (laughs) I don't remember. But uh, I actually don't mind him, and especially Keith Urban. Harry Connick Jr. uh, Harry Connick. Yeah, Conway. Something Conway. Um, uh, I really actually like uh, Keith Urban. I'm not a big country fan, but he really seems to appreciate the art. I mean, they all do to a certain extent, but especially him. And it's interesting to see the artistic side of of somebody who is critiquing someone else as opposed to the producery side, like when it first started out and you had uh, um, um, Simon Cowell and uh, that other guy, Rick, Rick Rolled. I don't remember his name. <laughs> uh, so it's it's just interesting to see like – there's clearly some passion there and that's what I really appreciate about it. There's, there's actually people who, I mean, like it or not, they really are trying to push off their career and become a singer. And I can appreciate the creative side of that and trying to better yourself and make a go of something that really is tough. I mean, it's kind of like sports or anything like that. You can, you know, anybody can record themselves singing nowadays, but it's really hard to actually become famous and make a living at doing it so um from those aspects i i kind of enjoy it and uh you know uh some of those people can really sing and there's a lot of very talent on there so it's it's just interesting to watch from from those standpoints uh but that's it uh other than that other thing that uh i'll let you talk about uh that was pretty much what i did i got some games in and was glad to finally have something uh, hopefully interesting to talk about. So, Ah, well, there you go. Uh, that was uh, also that you couldn't remember that it was Troy Baker. You know, you forgot Batman. Troy Baker. How did you forget yes. Batman? I know. He did the uh, the new Joker voice, and everyone was kind of skeptical, but then he mm-hmm. did it. I saw a clip of him doing it at a con somewhere, and everyone was like, they lost their minds. They were like, that was good. Oh, my God. Please do more voices. And then he did every voice that was in a video game. Every movie. voice. Hmm. It's true. It really is. Just look up his look up his uh, voice career list uh, for uh, video games and lot. stuff. It's extensive. It's a lot. Okay, uh, myself. Uh, you know, it's me playing games, so you know, other awesome knots would be involved a little bit here and there. <laughs> I, you know, if I could stop playing this game, folks, I would. But for whatever reason, I just it's it's what I do. It's really I don't know if it's an unwind thing or. I just enjoy it. I guess I, I don't really need to justify it. It's a game I like. So, I mean, I've, I've talked about it. I've been playing it for, like, what, two years, I think, off and on. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's what it, it is. It is what it is. Uh, other than that, you know, oddly enough, the game I play the most on my 3DS is still this damn Pokemon Picross thing. <laughs> and I don't, you know, the Pokemon element isn't really, it's just I love the Picross puzzle element thing. And um, oh, Okay. The free-to-play hooks are pretty bad, you know. Um, I have I've yet to pay anything, but you have to like really grind out, um, what they call pick rights or unlock other areas. And some days, all I can do is do the training level, which unlocks only gives me eight. And uh, so, I mean, that's all I'll do. I'll pick it up and I'll play it for you know five minutes, and that's it. But I mean, really, I've, that's what I keep playing on my 3ds. But uh, before I go into uh, the, the game we both played. Uh, we did watch a movie together called The Railway Man, which is on Netflix, uh, stars Colin Firth. Uh, I believe this came out in 2014. 
Um, mm-hmm. And it was, whew, it was, it was a little bit, it was a doozy. Uh, he was a a veteran from World War II for the the British, uh, the British Army, and uh, okay, he um, well, let's say you know he's a little bit <clears throat> doesn't realize it, but he's a little scarred from his experience. He was a POW. Uh, he fought in the ah, oh, gosh, I can't remember what. Uh, what islands? I don't think they were in the Philippines, but they were in. You know, they were fighting. He was fighting against Japan in one of the in, in the Pacific campaign, and there they surrender at some point, and then he's you know a POW, and it's only after he you know he's married, and then all this you know PTSD. That's the thing about that time. You know, PTSD wasn't something that we recognized and treated. So he's coming yeah. to dealing with all these things, the issues are going on from his past. And then we find that I mean, he doesn't talk about it either with his wife. And then we, all of a sudden he finds that one of the, one of the soldiers that was, he was the interpreter, but also was like one of the main guys that was, you know, involved in the tortures that he, he took on while he was a POW uh, was still alive and he, he confronts him. So, uh, and it's based on a true story. It's this, this, uh, this guy was a real person. He wrote a book about his experiences and, uh, I think he passed away in two, in two thousand and five, two thousand seven, somewhere in there. Um, really, really good movie. Um, so I, re- I definitely recommend it if uh, it's something that uh, you may like. I mean, it does it does show a couple. I mean, not, it's nothing graphic, but it did, I mean, there are a couple sh- scenes involving, um, you know, just beatings, and then I believe it was called. It's you know, it's a form of water torture where you know they put a. You know, the uh, drops, not the drops, where they put like a gag, like a a cloth over your mouth, and then a, oh, waterboarding. Yeah, there you go, and then put the hose, and then yep, feel like you're drowning type of thing. So that's it's a great way. Yeah, <laughs> sounds awesome. Yeah, just so but way. really, uh, really impactful film. It was really good, and uh, so I recommend it. But uh, cool. yeah, most like what I expected, a large bulk of my time to be dedicated to you. Uh, a beta came out for a closed beta. This is, was the second closed beta for upcoming uh, massively multiplayer online RPG called Black Desert Online. Now, this game yes. is already out um, in the Asias and uh, Russia, you know, overseas, but it's, it's this is making its debut in North America. And it's, um, I wouldn't, it is, I guess, your typical fantasy, R, you know, um, RPG, but... Um, it's a little different. Um, it, it does have what you get kind of like some of that Eastern design styles, but the UI is dreadful. The UI, I, you probably got uh, tired of me bitching. Yeah, well, about the UI it, but... UI is horribly clunky. Um, I will say that the it's character, the character creator is incredible. Like the details that you can get out of the character creator and all the little minuscule adjustments you can make are really impressive. I can see my character's pores on in their skin. Yeah, and the game looks sake. great on a variety of pla- of uh game specs i mean if your rig whatever your pc is i mean this game probably runs and plays really well on it which is which is really great um i'm a little disappointed like that there's the races that you can be are pretty much only human i mean the berserker i guess is technically a giant and then the one of the one i think the archer is like an elf but you're still very much humanoid and then once you get into the game, you actually see there are other races. Like there's some sort of sort of like a fawn type thing. You know, they got antlers. But the coolest mm-hmm. one there's that by the dock. There was like an otter race. He was like a talking <laughs> yeah. bipedal otter. It was awesome. I was like, I want to be the otter. Let me be the otter. You know. But um, you gotta buy it. 
has a lot of depth, I guess, in what you can do inside the game. You know, you can get a horse and you can get a wagon and hitch your horses to the wagon. You can do, you have to, you know, there's no fast travel. You have to actually physical travel from point to point. Um, there's an auto run, which you can plot a course on the map and your character will follow that course. So, I mean, there's that kind of eases things, but a lot of things to do there. And there's not really, you know, it's not your typical, you know, it's not like world, what they will call for world of Warcraft, which was called, you know, it was theme parks and it's, player versus uh, environment type of thing where you'd go to different regions and they'd be questing here and there. There's not really a whole lot of PvE content in this game. You know, you you have quests and you kind of grind up through fighting monsters, but it's going to be like PvP focused and it's really, they call a sandbox RPG. So that kind of makes me question a little bit too because I still enjoy that, you know, the, that that more guided content and you know fighting against mm-hmm. enemies with with teammates but i'd say the highest point of this game is the combat well, i mean wouldn't you agree yeah it's very um it reminds me of what champions online tried to do it's uh very action oriented uh but it actually feels that way whereas like champions was still action oriented, but you basically just went one two three four one two three four uh i was a wizard and uh, I'm a wizard, Harry. <laughs> Sorry, I wizard. had to. <laughs> uh, and like, I had a fireball spell that I could charge up, but then I also had like, basically, it was a machine gun, uh, magic arrow spell that I could just go and uh, fire off very rapidly, all the while moving because, like, you think of World of Warcraft when you use a spell, you're stuck there, uh, waving your hands about. Uh, yeah, it was very action oriented and very uh, fast paced. So yeah, the. But. The combat's very free flowing. It has a combo system, and it, you know you're not, you know, tab targeting was you know used to always be the popular. You you'd select a target and then hit buttons to cast attacks on them. But this one, you know, I was a warrior and I just do attacks. You know, forward and my mouse click does an attack. Left and my mouse side, left or right with them and a mouse click does an attack. Back does an attack, and different buttons do different attacks. There's really some skill that comes into play with the combat system. Um. It's not going to have a subscription model, which is nice, and it's up my alley, but um, I don't know if I'm like excited about this game, because I know other people that are really looking forward to jump into it, and it's new, and that's why I'm excited for it, or am I just looking for a new game experience? Because I, I thought about it, and I'm like, man, I, I just play shooters and Awesome Knots, and I'm just kind of going through this rut and this routine of the same stuff, and maybe I need like something like an MMO that I can just sink time, to, time into over a long period, you know? Because, um, mm-hmm. like, you know, we're, you know, Jess and I are wanting to kind of revamp our spending patterns. And, you know, not that we are spending too much, but we want to see, like, you know, our, our ultimate goal is to eventually be a, a single uh, income household. And so we want to try to see how far off from that we are for a couple months by, you know, trying to stretch my paychecks as much as possible. So we're, like, probably okay. not going to be spending much of anything. So I don't foresee myself buying any games much at all mm-hmm. so like my, my comics my comic polls i'm gonna actually stop those as well um i've got oh, like okay. i've got like 10 marvels comics i haven't read so they're just sitting here so <laughs> and plus you know the other dilemma is what am i gonna do with all these comics when they pile up so anyway um burn them for once. so it's like you know I, if i do buy a game i want it to really be what i want you know and i want to be able to get some legs out of it so i i, I i'm you know, throw a toss around the idea. Maybe I'll, you know, bring a backlog segment into the show. 
and start, you know, making an effort to, to do that. Speak, and that does remind me, I did try to play a game for my backlog, which was on the Rain Slick oh, yeah, Precipice right. of Darkness Part 4, the Penny Arcade series. This one, it was the last game. It's an RPG. And I, it must be a Windows 10 issue because now all of a sudden I can't save my game. I can load the game, but I can't save it. So I played for like 45 minutes, and I was like, oh, I can't save. That's cool. Never playing this again. (laughs) Oh, boo. But, uh, you know, Black Desert Online, it's a cool game. If you're uh, a fan of MMOs, I mean, check it out. It launches uh, mid-March. If you know someone that is getting the game, I think they almost all of their their pre-orders come with like a seven-day guest pass to start out. So, I mean, I might always, you know, get a, a guest pass from somebody and give it a run. Um, it's only like $30 to pre-order it. So it's relatively cheap considering it's a full game. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just very much on the fence. I feel like it's, you, you'll get out of this game, what you can put into it. And I just don't know if that's the type of commitment I want where I could get, I don't know. It's just one thing I will say about, um, pay, pay to play models. It, I feel like when you buy the game and then you can play it for free after that, just the one-time fee, it doesn't make me want to play it as badly as something that I'm paying month to month for. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Because like, I, sometimes I feel a little guilty about not not that I've had a monthly yeah. subscription in a long time, but when I did, I was like, oh, I got to play this. I got to get my money's worth. Because exactly. I'm, I, and th- I'm paying for it. That's what always would turn me off to subscription games because I figured I'm not going to be able to play it enough to really justify you know, yeah, that's the, true too. The money I'm spending, but it is what it is. So Black Desert Online, I mean, that's not going to be the most in-depth review, but really we only played like maybe what, two and a half, three hours tops between yeah, the, total. So. The, the party system was kind of weird. I didn't really feel like we were doing anything together until we had those scrolls, but I guess that's the, uh, there's like boss battles you can do. And I guess that's really the, the, um, the big thing to do co-op is those boss battle thingies i don't think yeah most of those other ones are actually like the missions aren't are mostly not right uh co-op and, it, and you it, can do them together yeah but it doesn't really make any difference so it's just hard to say when a full party will come i think like the dungeons are like open world too you know there, there's nothing instant mm-hmm. so it's hard to say you know when does a full party come into play is there any type of you know a holy trinity system with your dps tank and healers is there anything like that you know or, or is it like you know that's what I hated about Champions Online. It was just like constantly chaos. Everyone just, you know, you didn't need to heal because you had regen and everyone's just attacking all the time. Yep. So. Hmm. Till it's dead. Till it's dead. <laughs> so there you go. That's what we've played this week. Yeah. In a nutshell. If you uh, want to tell us about the things you've played, you can do that too. We'd love to hear from you guys because you guys are, you know, your listeners are part of the show as well. So feel free to ever share your gaming stories with us we'd love to uh we'll throw them in on the show but now it's it's time where we play video game music and we call it overclocked remix it's a great site full of uh fan remix covers reimaginings of all your favorite soundtracks of thousands of games spanning Mm -hmm. genres and styles and consoles and systems and everything so this week our selection comes from secret of evermore was uh released on the super nintendo entertainment super system that was Ooh. like my Super Mario Super Show <laughs> yeah. uh, by Square in 1995. Uh, the song is called A Whisper and a Shadow. Uh, it's by Dark Sword as a remixer, and it, it samples the uh, Greek temple th- song from the game. Uh, I chose Secret of Evermore because the main feature of the game was like a boy and his dog, 
And I always just remember it kind of being, I never played the game. I didn't have a Super NES, but I always remember from the promo arts, like kind of a wasteland type thing. And I just kind of wanted something that was somewhat similar to our our Netflixation remix. So here, oh. here you go. This is Secret Evermore, A Whisper in a Shadow. And you can find this remix and probably a couple more over at ocremix.org. Right, that was Overclocked Remix, and now the moment you've all been waiting for. This is time for Netflixation, the sequel. But before we get into Netflixation and discuss this week's selection of Turbo Kid, Lucas, you are the brainchild yes. behind Netflixation, and we're yes. doing things a little bit differently now, so why don't you explain to the peoples what is what will be going forward here in Flux to Pose probably presents Netflixation. Uh, yes, I would love to. So, you know, you were kind of a major force in bringing it back because you were like, hey, I have this idea for a movie. We should watch this particular one. And I said, hell yeah, that looks awesome. Uh, and so, you know, we are going to do it a little bit shorter than we normally have, cutting out much of the story portion and just kind of going with 
you know, this is what we like. This is why we recommend it. This is why we don't recommend it. Whatever. Basically just cutting out pieces from the longer show and putting it in a smaller, more digestible uh, um, piece segment. And um, I mean, if we end up talking a little bit longer about it than, than what we have written down, that's fine too. But uh, basically we decided that, you know, if we would go back and forth on picking the movies, because before I would pick all of them basically and uh, then we started doing Netflixation separately and uh, we started, that's when we started alternating. And I kind of liked that because sometimes I feel like if I'm the only one picking the movies, I don't, it doesn't give other people a very good chance to uh, express their thoughts about it without just kind of adding in one or two sentences here and there. So, cause otherwise I just end up saying everything that you were probably going to say or whatever. So, you know, with us pack passing it back and forth, uh, we, we can kind of, uh, equalize that on that. And also, you know, our tastes are different and we might get a, a nicer, uh, sampling of what there is on Netflix yeah. uh, to, to see. So when, uh, with, with a movie that you picked out, you will be the kind of the one who, uh, talks about what it's about and um, kind of leads the discussion there. And then on ones yeah. I pick out, I will uh, do the same. So without further ado, why don't you talk about what awesomeness yes. we watched? Yeah. So this if this is your first Netflix station experience, welcome. We used to do this, uh, gosh, quite regularly on the show until we said, Hey, this is awesome. Yeah. Let's make it its own podcast. But that's, that's all in the past. It's back on flux to pose. We're talking about mm-hmm. movies again. It, it's nice to break up the show with something that's not video game related or, um, you know, board game or something like that. It's just another, another ch- trade in the, the jacks that we're all of, you know. Yes, something like that. Yes, so exactly. anyway, I had like <laughs> this week we had like I had selected Turbo Kid. So I don't even remember how I heard about this. I remember I think it came across like my uh, RSS feeds. I was like, oh my gosh, this looks amazing. I watched the trailer and I was I was hit. I was hooked. So the hooked. the elevator pitch in a post-apocalyptic world where water is scarce, a warlord named Zeus kidnaps survivors and juices their bodies as a means to create a fresh water supply. As one movie critic put it, Mad Max on BMX bikes. <laughs> I love that. That it's is so true. that's way better a sum than a summation than what you'd ever get from Netflix or any other or IMDb or any other source. That pretty much nails the general yeah, we could stop here, and you would know of exactly. This movie. So, but we're not going to. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know you. Here's here's what I'll say about this. Without giving it too much away, you ha- you have to go into this movie with a certain expectation, because if if yes. you don't, you're gonna have a horrible time. I feel like this is a movie that I wouldn't be able if I was in a different mindset, I wouldn't enjoy. But since I like, I loved Kung Fury. This is like really right in that same like. Same lines of that, yeah, Yeah, for sure. So, I, I mean, anything else, Lucas? You'd like to add on about the elevator pitch before we we dive into this thing? No, I think we're going to cover most everything when we go through what we liked about it, what we disliked, and nitpick. But, uh, well, it's a it's a kind of sci-fi post-apocalyptic adventure. Yeah, a little little fantasy, little sci-fi, a little yeah, Yeah. action adventure. I think it's it's even called like a gross out type of film too. I can see that. I can it. see that. But you'll see. So let's let's get into it. what we liked. 
Yeah. Michael Ironside. Did not yeah. even... Oh, I didn't know... I I don't even remember like you telling me that he was in the movie, and then I saw him, and I was like, oh, shit. Well, it's like... Michael well, you hear that. You hear the name. You're like, I know that name. And then you look, and he's right there on like that, the cover, like the poster promo, too. He's right there with this, like... It looks like a police badge. I pass. I patch, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's, he's, he plays the main villain. And he... <laughs> I don't remember the last thing I saw him in, you know, but... Um, I I liked Star, him. Uh, Starship Troopers. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how long it's been. I mean, it, it pictured that's kind of like that same type of character in a way. I mean, I really liked him. He played he bit, plays yeah. uh, Zeus, and uh, yeah, he just <laughs> he's it, it's you're gonna see a lot of this uh the parts and roles and and things in this film are very stereotypical of the genre because in a way it, it is kind of a it's a bit of a parody piece. It's a bit of a nostalgia trip, but um, he nails. I, I don't. I'm not sure if nails is the proper word, but I I really enjoyed him his role that he played and how he portrayed that. Yeah, what he what he's given to do, he did well, well enough that like the it kind of mixes between Power Rangers bad guy and comic book bad guy as far as like what they what they're doing on the screen and stuff, but for the most part given how ridiculous everything that's happening is, I mean, it's not like over the top crazy or anything, but I mean, you're talking about a guy who throws people into a a juicer in full bodies and uh, he gets, what do you say? Like 10 gallons of water out of it. So, uh, you know, what do you do with that? But uh, he did it well. And I I like to imagine that when he got off set or like when he signed up for the movies, like, how much am I being paid for this again? Ah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was definitely entertaining there. Oh boy, you gotta you gotta love it. You gotta love it. Uh, I do. We also liked Harry, your robot. Yes, I uh, I wrote this in because the part it's the part where um he finds out that uh, oh spoiler I guess uh, he finds out that. We should add uh, that one of the notification you always should expect light. We always try to have light spoilers, so if you're you don't want to be spoiled at all, you should probably watch the movie first. But yeah, they, yeah, we always assume you've already watched yeah, the movie. Exactly. Carry um, on, sir. But his his sidekick that um, he just kind of gets attached to, whether he liked it or not, uh, Apple. It, she is a robot, and what I liked was her reaction there was this part where he finds out she's a robot and it the movie makes it seem like that's a bad thing like oh he wasn't supposed to find that out and he's going to get killed immediately for knowing but she like comes towards him and and plays tag which they had alluded to before i believe yeah um so it wasn't like out of the blue or anything. It was just a really neat moment because like you really in a movie like this, you're expecting it to be like, oh, no, she's a robot. That's got to be bad. That's like werewolf or vampire. You find out somebody is that and you get attacked or whatever. But it wasn't the case. It, it kind of subverted my expectations. And I kind of was like, oh, that was neat. So that's why I, I, added, I added that because there were a few more moments like that. Yeah. Where, it was just kind of clever. Well, it, it's an in interesting sense. twist that I didn't expect, but it, it also kind of saved the character a bit for me. Because, um, <laughs> yes. you know, we, I see that, you know, we, jumping ahead here, she is listed as a nitpick as well, but 
her her personality is very like what the hell and then this kind of is like okay this is a little better now and it's weird yeah. i don't know it was it's it's an interesting dynamic it creates too between her and the kid our main character in the film is always just known as the kid so um interesting very interesting dynamic that we see between those two and uh just i don't know it's well I, a, a weird ass character. Anyway, Apple is a very. Well, I was weird gonna say character. to to knock out my nick nitpick. I couldn't decide if I liked her or hated her. There's parts where I hate her because she's so annoying, but there's parts where I I understand why she's acting the way she is from two different perspectives. I could see somebody dressing up her as her and going to a convention or something. Oh yeah. Total cosplay Uh, material. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So she acts in that way, like almost like an anime character, but I also like it because, um, like I said, she she subverts my expectations sometimes and kind of acts almost as the comedic, uh, uh, aspect of Mm -hmm. the relationship. So, so yeah, I can't. I'm on the fence about it. I was gonna add her as a dislike for me, but then I was like, sometimes she she um, brings it back for me. So I'll just leave it a nitpick. <laughs> uh, we also liked the music. Oh, this is this is so much my my yes. jam right now. It's it's if you if you've watched Kung Fury, it's very much that same synth, very synth heavy, eighties eighties uh, inspired rock opera type music. I mean. Think of your montage synth music, and that's what you get a lot through this uh, this whole this whole film. Yes, it was it was. Uh, I, I'm going to track down some of the, or at least find the the soundtrack to this movie and see like what some of the artists were that did the music because I was very, very um, charmed by the music. Indeed, it is. Uh, in case you're curious, it is on. Spotify. Two, oh, two snap. Di- two discs. Holy crap, there's 40 tracks here. I'm going to buy it on vinyl. 50 tracks. 50 songs. Oh two God. hours and 60 minutes. It's called Chronicles of the Wasteland Turbo Kid Original Motion Picture Soundtrack. It's all done by Le Matos. M-A-T-O-S. Oh, so artist. Some yeah. One artist must have, must have done it all. So there you go. But yeah, if you're like uh, anything similar to the... I don't know. This is going to be right up a lot of your alley if you like similar soundtracks to this so mm-hmm. um props and wardrobe quality they uh you know this is was, was a lower budget film but the pro it, the things don't look for, for what this movie the style this movie is trying to achieve it's it's trying to be like you know you're it's trying to parody it's trying to touch on the films of the 80s that are similar to this you know the action uh over-the-top action or, you know, post-apocalyptic stuff. And the, the 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 wardrobe looks that part. You know, they don't look out of yeah. place for the setting it, it, it takes up. And even, like, um, the props and what they do, like, even with the, some of the, the effects, don't look horrible. Like, the... I, I, I'm going to list... He's going to be listed as a, like, just because of his name, Skeletron. You know, he has that, <laughs> yeah, he has was... that buzzsaw hand that... While it wasn't, you know, this awesome, like, expensive prop, it still looked The right. CG killed it on me, for me. But, yeah, when it wasn't yeah. in motion, it looked good. And even, like, his helmet, his, his mask. His helmet was awesome. Like dorky. Like we talked about on the show, we were like, I hope his helmet looks as cool as it does on that poster. And it does. And it does. Yeah. And that thing would have been really hard to make, I'm yeah. sure. 
on a low budget, but it turned out just fine. The tur- like, and it it's very effective. The turbo rider um, armor, like that little his little uh, data pad thing that he, you know that he shoot fires from. It reminds me of something you'd see from like Adventure Time. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something- it's reminiscent of a power glove, but it's not just a power glove yeah. that's been resprayed. I love the colors of it too. Yes, it's very. It kind of reminded me of K- Commander Keen. <laughs> With the helmet and everything, oh gosh, it's not yeah. yellow, just bright red. And what about the uh, the gnome stick or gnome oh, bat, gosh. for lack of a? Uh, it, Apple, it's beautiful. Apple's weapon is like a baseball bat with a lawn gnome duct taped to the end of it. <laughs> it reminds me of something that you would make in like uh, Dead Island or something <laughs> yeah. like that. And like the kid, he has like a machete, and then he has like two claw hammers taped together. Yeah, like a double-sided claw hammer. <laughs> it's, uh, there's just some cool stuff like that um, that shows up. It all just fits. And, and what I liked about it, too, you do, you get this great, it, it's, if you were, it's 80s nostalgia. You know, if you watch stupid movies like this or, you know, some of the trauma films or mm-hmm. even like some, it even reminds me of like, you know, 80s anime and Japanimation that got imported to the states. You know, it just captures that. It, it's like why I like Kung Fury. It just it 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 preys on our nostalgia and love of specific genres and just makes a stupid fun trip out of it all. You know. Yeah, and it there's a difference between being a parody where you like like fall the into gun. the same traps. <laughs> yeah, well, like the when you fall into the same traps and then go, uh, it's a parody. Then, um, like I think of like Wolf cop, Oh God. uh, which yeah. we've talked about before. That's a parody, but it also falls into the same traps as any werewolf movie, which is, yeah. or not any werewolf movie, but cheap ones where it's just like, why am I watching this? Like after a while, you're just like, am I watching it because the guy turns into a werewolf or is it because it's interesting? Uh, this doesn't do that though. It, uh, I mean, it's not, is it the best movie ever? No, but it has, like you said, it's an 80s nostalgia where um, you can see the influences, but it's not just okay with being like um, just copycatting something. Like there's influence, like Conan. I got a, like a hint of Conan, a hint of Mad Max, um, stuff like that. And so it's just like you can see the influences, but it it doesn't uh, necessarily have the same issues that uh, some of those movies yeah. do. Yeah, can I thinking so. of it now too? I love that the bicycles were the transportation of choice because I, I love <laughs> yeah, like the, exactly. cha- the chase scenes on bicycles. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you stop and think about it, it's so absurd. But they don't take it so seriously that it's unbelievable. But they also don't outward make a joke out of it to make it go. Okay, I see what you're doing. Ha ha, bicycles. So. Yeah, there's a fine line there when you're doing parody, and they, for the most part, they walk it very well. Ah, oh, I love it. I love it. And uh, the last thing I had for what we liked, over-the-top gore, because... Well... Well, that's the thing. It can be said as a nitpick, too, because it is... It's... <laughs> Like it's, it's over the top. It's gore. over the top, but like I said, you have to you have to have the right mindset for this movie because yeah, someone gets a cut and you're looking at blood like spraying, like crazy amounts of <laughs> yes. blood spraying all over everyone. It's or, definitely anime ish in that sense. Like when the umbrella comes into play, you know, hilarious. <laughs> but towards the end, there's a part where where these guys get cut in half, 
and their their lower torsos go flying through the air and then like <laughs> land on top of other people's heads and they're like ah just stumbling around with these this torso stuck on their head and at one point there's like three torsos stacked on top of each other <laughs> or lower torsos I say it, it's just ridiculous and I just I just I just fell into it man I just I just went with it well and then it was great because I wanted him to to shoot the stack and he totally did he gibbed the crap out of them yeah I'll, I'll knock my nitpick out of the way here since it's related as well um yeah like as the show went on i i actually appreciated uh they they do gore differently in a lot of the scenes it wasn't just the same like somebody gets cut and blood comes rushing out in a ridiculous spray i mean that still happens but there was other things that were interesting to see, <laughs> um, like the bicycle scene, that was definitely interesting. Uh, I would say, yeah. Um, yeah. But, but to a certain extent, when there's that much gore, and I mean, it's not just this movie; it's any movie, really. It's kind of like your your um, your ace in the hole, right? Mm-hmm. Like you want to reveal it. Like I want that last scene to be the goriest, and it definitely was. But there's a point where you kind of get used to it and it's not really that surprising anymore. So like after a while, you, I started overthinking the amount of gore that there was. And I was just kind of like, I didn't get tired of it necessarily, but it just kind of wore off on me. And so it kind of loses its effectiveness. So that was that was kind of one thing where I was just like, I don't know, kind of like Apple. I don't know if I'm okay with this or if I hate it. Um, <laughs> I don't. I definitely didn't hate it. It's just... It, it was questionable a little bit for me. It was, it was over the top all the time. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. There was never a time where somebody was hurt. And it was, it was like uh, in fallout when you get the bloody, bloody mess perk. And no matter how you kill somebody, they just explode into gibbs. <laughs> it was like, that was turned on all the time. So, I mean, if that bugs you, then just keep that in mind, but it, it definitely kept it entertaining to see all the different ways that somebody would, eventually become just a lump of flesh, I guess is the best way to describe it. uh, So meat bags, meat bags, meat bag. Yes. Uh, well what we disliked, what we disliked. Okay. So occasionally the music wouldn't really match up with what was happening on screen. Yeah. I felt like sometimes they just picked one of the soundtrack songs that they liked and then played it to the, to the scene. And it kind of worked. I mean, it works okay, but like with the final fight, especially it, uh, I don't know. It just kind of seemed to take a backseat to what was happening. It was very, uh, very, um, just kind of there. It just didn't seem to go with the action or anything. And I mean, I guess that's something you expect in a higher budget movie. So it's not like I was expecting greatness or anything, but even the tracks that they picked seemed to be like, I guess overall just kind of even, they never really branched out from this one even keel beat that they had. Uh, The songs were fine. As we talked about, they just, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't feel like it was, it was making me feel um, any more than what I was getting visually or anything like that. You so. have to wonder if maybe uh, that was the intention, though, too. Yeah, that's I, I did. Yeah, that's also a possibility. Is you know, did they did they mean to do it as a parody of 
Like there were some songs in there that would have fit right in with a Mortal Kombat movie during some of the fights. And, you know, that movie especially probably did exactly the same thing. Just, you know, had very similar music, um, throw it in with a, a fight and just let it play. Uh, so, yeah, it, it is possible that that's the case as well. And it only happened a couple of times. The rest of the time, I really thought the music helped it, especially when setting like you'd see some of the environment shots and it would play more of the long drawn out synth songs where they didn't have as much of a, a quick beat to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in those cases, I really thought it actually helped to set the the feel of the world. So there you go. Uh, no real lore to the world. It doesn't really, you get a brief, I don't remember. Do we even get it like a brief, other than the there's water like, thing, there's a, like a brief and, narration, and we know that we don't know why. We know it's 1997; and it's the future. There is yeah. like something that wiped out. You know, there's apocalyptic event. There's no water. Uh, you, there's like acid rain, and there's a big wasteland. That's all we really know. Yeah, and like, I mean, I'm probably I'm probably asking a little bit too much, but. Um, I think of like Mad Max, the the most recent uh, Fury Road. It didn't really have to tell us why, like what things were. We just saw the like we saw the uh, what were they, um, whatever boys, the war boys or whatever, and like how they had a, a religion based around steering wheels and cars and everything like that, like stuff like that that would have kind of fleshed the world out. I feel like they were almost there, like with the the guy who. Uh, sells stuff and um, the oh, yeah, arm yeah. wrestling thing and stuff like that. Like it was almost there, but it wasn't cohesive enough to feel like it belonged there. It just kind of served the story. And so I kind of just wanted to see um, a little bit more depth in the, like what some of the things that were happening, like why it was that way, or maybe not even why, but I don't know. It just was like, here's this one thing that's happening. Here's this other thing right. that's happening. It never felt cohesive in the environment. And there were, um, like, it doesn't really explain. And I mean, this happens in a lot of movies that are like this. And again, it's a parody and I, I may be asking too much, but um, it never really explains exactly why everyone suddenly turns into crazy bandits <laughs> that, because they want to kill everybody. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, some people don't need a reason, but for me, like, I, I don't know. I, it gets me thinking. I'm like, okay, so everyone grabbed like motorcycle or football pads and spray painted them and put on hockey masks and are now roving the lands for water, I guess, you know, I don't like none of it really connected enough for me to feel like the world was particularly real and one of the biggest problems actually that reminded me of why i originally put this in so and this is a spoiler so stop listening if you haven't watched it i don't understand um was was the uh the um turbo guy or turbo man was he real then and he also had a comic book made about him uh well the turbo Turbo Man was something, but that like the Turbo Riders or something else, because there was like apparently what you get when he finds that there was some sort of war, you know, or something that took place, and the, the yeah. Turbo Riders were must have been uh, some sort of elite soldier force. I'm guessing. So maybe the comic, you know, it was, could have been like wartime propaganda, and the comic was like based Captain on, America, yeah, exactly, or something like that. 
Okay. Because, yeah, I, I also felt like that wasn't really cemented. It just kind of was a thing yeah. that happened. And then, like, it just kind of was like, here's your stuff. And then he just, I don't know, it all happened really quick. And I just kind of felt like, boom, I'm Turbo Kid now. Yeah. And he didn't really have to go through anything to get the goods or anything. Yeah. I, and I, and know, it wasn't even alluded to. No. Either. And I don't want to make, I don't, trying to, I don't want to make like excuses for the film, but part of me sounds like it's, it's convenient, like writing, but at the same time too, yes. it all fits into, um, you know, I think what this, what this is trying to tell too, you know? Yes, I agree. Well, we get into that. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. In the nitpick section, that's kind of a nitpick that I had was like, there's a lot of coincidence here. It's just, there's no reason why he finds Apple. It just happens. And that one I can give a pass, but there's no reason why the guy with the face mask from the bar doesn't see the hole that Turbo Kid fell through because <laughs> it doesn't close. Oh it didn't gosh. close when he went through. Right? Uh, that, so I don't understand that. That guy totally looked like uh, one of the bounty hunters from uh, that appears in the Clone Wars as well. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember his name, but he had. Well, he's got that weird like Chinese hat yeah. or something. But yeah, it, it, it looks like he falls right in front of him too, and, he's just, and he doesn't see that, you know. But yeah, it's a lot of coincidental writing, and yeah, it can be lazy writing or it can be parody writing. I mean, you make the decision. Yeah. So for me, it was it was a nitpick. It didn't yeah. kill the movie for me. Yeah. The um the gore, like you said, the coincidence. Uh, the gore can be a nitpick as well because while it is funny in its excess, it's also just like, eh, you know? Yeah. It, uh, Oh, I hear an Asher. Yeah, there's Asher. My wife must be. Um, home. <laughs> no more fun time. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and well, one of the last things I disliked and I just put this in here because while I did appreciate the props and the wardrobe that was on display and they were of quality, uh, build and everything from what is shown on the, the screen, the real, the originality for some of the other characters. I mean, you've seen these guys before, and and yeah. it, it does. You have to wonder: is it parody? Is it, is it, uh, or is it just a lack of ingenuity? What about uh, what about the claw hammer nunchuckas? Those I'm good with. Okay. See, there's little bits and pieces like that that are original. But for everything like that that there is, there's also your standard bad guys that you've seen yeah. um, a few times before. Yeah. And I mean, like everyone, they always use that motocross gear to yep. to try to make a future suit like that. And here it it was pulled off a bit better. Uh, it was made better than some of the other movies I've seen with stuff like that. But it's always a go-to staple the 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 large shoulder pads with spi- pads with spikes on them. So um, I don't know. Why I got. I just got to call that out. I don't know why this made me think of it, but I just thought of the scene where they're fighting in the uh, you know the gladi- gladiator pit, for lack of a better phrase. And that one guy that's there on their side, like he trips and falls and puts that knife blade right <laughs> through his eye. Just like, yes, he does. He uh, literally he critically failed his skill roll or his did. fight roll or you, whatever. You, he totally so did. tell me about some IMDb fun facts about this movie, Jason. All right. So this movie was supposed to be set in a desert wasteland, but due to a rainy weather uh, during filming, the quote-unquote acid rain was included in the storyline. Ponds and puddles were tinted green to simulate this. Hmm. Uh, I, w- I, I wonder if they just kind of dumped antifreeze in the <laughs> in the puddles and just said, there, it was green. Right. There you go. Uh, Jean-Philippe 
Bernier is credited as both composer and director of photography, an unusual and rare combination. How rare, Lucas? Um, pretty darn rare, considering that usually directors of photography don't normally do anything else on the movie for the most part. I mean, that would be like the, that would be like, gosh, uh, the director. Well, that would be like the writer also gaffing or lighting the, um, the movie. So it'd be pretty rare, but with a low budget film, it, that does happen quite often. I mean, normally these people all know each other, so you get kind of that overlap, um, to save money really. Hmm, Right. So, but still, yeah, that is a pretty odd combination. And our, our last fun fact is, uh, when Apple is giving the kid his bowl of cereal, the cereal name is Solier Vert, uh, Solier Vert, Green Sun is the French name of the movie Soylent Green, which, as we all know, yes, and is they, people. Yes, and he they actually pretty much made that quote when they talked about the water that yeah. that guy was peddling. He's like, by the way, the water's people. <laughs> <laughs> so almost a direct quote, except for replace food with or Soylent Green with water, right? Water, water. And we have some listener feedback for the show. Now it is important for you to realize. I will say this now that. Why we enjoy discussing Netflixation for all of you, but Netflix Netflixation is better when it's shared with others. So we would love to hear your thoughts on these these films as well. Um, whether that be you know yes. if you watched it you know prior to the show, you know send us what you thought, we'll share it. Or if you you know, watched a, a past Netflixation down the road, we'd still like to hear about it. So you know Twitter is, Twitter is very limiting. You know, you only can get a few characters. So if your your thoughts cannot be contained to Twitter's character limit, Facebook, you know, flex to post on Facebook, like the page. You can post to it there. Send us a message, or we have email. Uh, you know, you can always email the show at flextopose.com. We'd love to hear your comments on Netflixation as well as anything else that have to do with this podcast. So, without further ado, we had uh, some feedback come from Robopig himself, that darling of the internet, good for gaming, all things that he does. Yes, mm. and I, I quote now from his email. Yes, I watched the movie. The big plus is that I was on the treadmill while I did so, because short of the calories burned, I didn't really get anything out of the movie. <laughs> it seems to be an homage to the horrible action flicks I watched in the late 80s, but I didn't really care what happened to any of the characters. The over-the-top gore was the only thing that garnered any interest for me, as I have never witnessed a man killed with his own jawbone before. <laughs> In summation, I would like my money back. Uh, he adds, okay. if uh, Netflixation is back, I would be interested to hear your take on the movie Searching for a Friend for the End of the World, which is a unique take on a love story. Oh, yeah. I have watched that, actually. I got it on uh, Netflix David Day. Ah, I have not yet watched it, so uh, I'm not sure if it's on... Is it on streaming? or? Uh, I don't know, actually. I uh, it, It's been a while since I've watched it, uh, back when we lived in the apartment, actually. Oh, wow. Uh, but, um, I, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, uh, road trip movie a little bit. Uh, that's the one that has, um, um, Steve, uh, <laughs> Steve Martin. Uh, uh, what's his name from the uh, office? Yeah, it has, uh, Steve Carell. Steve Carell. Thank you. Seeking a friend um, for the end of the world. Yep. Him and, uh, it's like Kira Knightley. Yep. 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 And it, it is, uh, it is oh, on, no, that's a, it is on oh, Netflix yeah, yeah, streaming. So I will add it to my list. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, for what it was, and I kind of, if I remember correctly, there were a lot of, or not a lot, but there were a couple of movies that were coming out kind of like this. Uh, I actually, I thought it was pretty good. I think I gave it like a four out of five. It, uh, it just felt um, a little bit more uh, sincere, I think. Okay. And I don't really think of Steve Carell in a, in a role kind of like this. But him and Kira Knightley play off each other pretty well, and I, I remember enjoying it. So uh, I'm sorry I can't give a more in depth. Um, That's all right. Review of it, but uh, it's been a while. But uh, I do remember liking it. So all right, um, we'll review. Yeah, I would. It, we'll review it, and we'll add it to a future list, maybe. Yeah, exactly. With it being on streaming, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So maybe I'll watch it again and uh, check it out. Dave, thank you for the email. Uh, Netflix guess for us. It looks like Netflix unanimously put us both at a four and a half is what we thought yes. we would think about this film. Lucas, what is your star yes. rating? Well, you know, I'm still going to do this has been a hotly debated topic, but I'm still doing half stars because I believe that there there can be a world where you give, you know, it might not quite be a one it might not quite be a t- quite be a two but you could give it a one and a half right so mm-hmm. for me this uh i'm gonna give it a three and a half okay and uh the, I'll, I'll say that th- i'm the type of person that this movie is probably going after uh i appreciate what they did it's not like i said it's not the best movie in the world but um what is here is fair quality i wasn't um, offended by the the laziness of it all or like feel like it was a cash in. And so from like that perspective, I, I can say that although it, the story and everything isn't the best thing that I've ever seen, um, I can appreciate what's been done here, especially given the budget that was that was on display. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I would say just above average for me for a movie of this type. Oh, there you go. I uh I gave it a four. I just I love. Oh. I just really liked what this movie was putting down. You know, I it was the music, wasn't it? it well, it was the music, but the 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 whole idea of the film as a whole. You know, I get like a Mega Man vibe. You know, Mad Max, just all these things, and like for me, like the over the top gore just clicked. While you know the whole oh ruthless leader of a post apocalyptic wasteland is a little cliched. That's what this movie's kind of built on. Uh, I just, I, I liked it. Um, ending was a little, you know, different than what I expected to. Um, a lot of just throwaway secondary characters that you could really make no difference to the story whatsoever. But I still, yeah. like if I, like what we always talk about this in Netflix station, was it entertaining and fun? Yes. So this is like the definition of that. Like, yeah. You may not get anything out of it, but like the gore and stuff, I mean, it is entertaining and fun. Um, uh, before we go, I, I forgot to do this because I really wanted to do this. We don't have to do the whole thing, but I would really like to play a sample of that intro song because that thing was freaking awesome. Do you mind? Oh, would no. you mind? I, I will let you. Go ahead, sir.
Oh, Lucas, thank you for playing that. I feel so much better yeah. to go forward now. Uh, <laughs> since it, it is your pick next week, what will... Well, not next week, because we're on a two-week cycle. For the next yes. Netflixation, what will we be watching? Well, this is a movie that uh, uh, came out pretty recently, uh, according to Rotten Tomatoes, anyway. Uh, I'm, I was looking for something good, because I just feel like watching some good movies. I haven't, I haven't really... Uh, been on a movie watching kick lately you'll notice that with what you're playing so i thought you know what why why waste time with picking something kind of jokey and and silly uh not that what you i mean turbo kid worked out but i usually tend to pick something awful like i frankenstein so this week i decided to pick um experimenter for our um two weeks from now movie it's a biographical drama and uh any of you uh, psychologists or anybody who took a psychology course, or maybe maybe you've even heard about this on the internet somewhere, uh, probably on some cracked list or something like that. Uh, this is the true story. Netflix describes it as this: the true story of Yale researcher Stanley Milgram's controversial psychological experiments that revealed disturbing truths about human behavior. Um, this is the uh, story about. Uh, Milgram, who did the experiment with shocking people, uh, he had a he had a um, person in one room uh, that the that couldn't be seen, but was hooked up to uh, an uh, like electrocution uh, feed or whatever. Mm. And then he had another uh, experiment person uh, subject who was delivering the questions and administering the shock if the question was wrong. Now, what that experimenter didn't, and I'm not ruining anything, anything here for you. Uh, what that experimenter, uh, or I'm um, sorry, what that uh, subject didn't realize was that there was no person on the other side because they couldn't see each other. And uh, the real experiment was how far a person is willing to go just because somebody in a white uh, lab coat tells them to continue, even though the other guy is screaming in the room. Hmm. So it's a very uh, it was kind of listed as a cerebral movie. Uh, it's a it's a uh, kind of a psychology um, human study type movie. And uh, again, based on a an actual uh, an actual event, sort of like that uh, Stanford prison experiment movie oh, yeah. that I went and saw. Yeah. Uh, so this stars uh, Peter Sarsgaard, uh, Winona Ryder and uh, Jim Gaffigan were the 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 note noted um people but i think i saw a few cameos in the trailer of uh of some other known uh actors and actresses uh, i'm not i'm going to leave the trailer out for these i think if you want to look it up it's experimenter uh you can check it out i mean just type it into youtube and and it'll um you'll be able to see the uh trailer on there so um, but my net, my my guess was a four. I think it was for me. Yeah, Guessing. four for you, okay. and it looks like a three for me. Yeah. So uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a decent score. I don't want that to to uh, you know that's not going to affect the way I feel about it. But I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing a good movie as opposed to wasting time on uh, Gallo Walkers. But oh, come boy. on, was that really a waste of time? Was it really? No. It was a beautiful movie. 
It was. So there it is, folks. Netflixation. We would uh, love to hear your feedback on this one. So you got two weeks before we talk about it on the show. Give uh, Experimenter no excuses. <laughs> give Experimenter a watch and uh, hit us up. Let us know what you thought. Uh, let us know what you think of Netflixation as a whole. It's back on the show. You asked for it. We delivered. Yep. Nobody asked for it. Nobody asked for it. <laughs> and now it's time to close out the show with. The community grab bag. Ooh. Oh, it warms my heart every time. All right, gang. We unfortunately did not have any community-driven submissions this week. But hey, you know, that comes with the times. We all get busy. Things happen. So just encourage that, you know, why we this is a, a podcast where we hope to entertain you for a undetermined amount of time. Uh, just like Voltron, it, the more people you hook together, the better it is. So, um, it's true. And you know, sex. <laughs> we'd love to. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. So, uh, please reach out, connect with the show. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Google Plus. Uh, just search Fluxapolis on either either of those. You'll see our our Mega Man ripoff logo and be like, "Hey, that's that podcast I like. I want to talk to." Him. <laughs> and if none of those will work, we've got an email. You know, the show at fluxapolis.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you know, we've gotten iTunes reviews from you guys. Uh, really appreciate it. And if you haven't done it yet, we'd love to. We'd love to get one from you. It helps other like-minded individuals find quality programming such as this, not only on PBS but also on podcasts <laughs> from viewers like you. Yes, and you know, most we just we, that's what you know. It 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 makes the show. It takes the show to another level. You know, we love hearing from you, and most of all, thank you for listening. Regardless if you contribute or not. It, it, what that you listen to the show is what matters yes. you know that's that's what we like to have you know we, we're thankful that you take the time to listen to our podcast i know you are nothing but a number in our download <laughs> yes. quantity i know so how difficult it is that. to find time to, to listen so definitely appreciate it and uh you know we have our youtube channel and thanks to you guys i mean our battle of the beer number nine the budget beers we've almost hit 100 views which is the most we've had on battle of the beer in quite some time so Thank you for everyone that's taken the time to watch that. We're uh, still in the process of revamping Battle of the Beer, but it will be back. It's soon. 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 I mean, I can, yeah. I can drink beer again, so that's that's step one. That's true. Do you think that it got so many watches because uh, they were trying to find Mambo number nine, but uh, but then they got Battle of the Beer Battle number, beer nine, number nine? Battle of the Beer number nine? That has I don't even think you know what. As I was saying that joke, I think it was Mambo Number Five, and yeah. now I'm regretting speaking. Yeah, but that's okay because uh, I deal with it. You know what? There you go. That's what I say. So, and, and to uh, close out the show again, thank everyone for listening, Lucas. It was. Yeah. Um, oh gosh, I had it, and it just left. Could oh, be the perfect bookend. Uh, aggressive Alpine was- skiing aggressive alpine skiing wasn't that it and yes yes it was and it had that dumb girl say it in that dumb voice aggressive alpine skiing like it sounded like uh something you would hear in an arcade or something just go for it yeah dance dance revolution or something oh totally there you have it well folks that is episode 103 of the flux to post podcast thank you so much for listening thank you for sharing connecting everything you do for the show and we hope we can continue to give back to you as much as you have given to us on behalf of lucas and myself have a great week and we will see you next monday for another rousing edition of flux aggressive alpine skiing
episode is a flux to pose industries corporation and product all issues syndicated blah 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 blah, blah. jargon